Nothing like a piping hot cup of black coffee to start off another edition of Inspire AD. I'm awake. Are you? They better be now. <laughs> Fuck. I got the Coke orange and vanilla. Hey man, you think this is this is easy? I make it look easy. <laughs> What the fuck are you drinking? What is that shit in it's there? It's Coke, orange, and vanilla. That's oh, so nasty. It's delicious. It's disgusting. It's smooth. It tastes like cough syrup, so it better be smooth. Anyway, here we are. I'm drinking coffee. This is drinking his disgusting shit over there. Just pumping, and, uh, pumping sugar yeah. in the veins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar. Well, here we are. Still at AFS Cinema. Still in our groove thing. Can, can we touch on something? Sure. So we haven't mentioned it, but just so that you know, we're still mopping this motherfucker up after every show. We are, but I think I think it's easier to eat shit when you're happy. A little bit happy. And a lot of young boys. Oh yeah. There More young boys yeah, when you're on top. There were a lot of a lot of students. Um, a lot of people were there. In fact, I also feel more comfortable yelling at people at this point. So I'm telling people like, get get your shit together. I've got to go wake up at 5 a.m. and take care of a baby, you know? So, yeah, anyway, here we are. Battle Dreams, another mega event. Before we get into the meat, the shank of Battle Dreams, uh, we have a few questions. Oh my goodness, I love questions. Don't you love questions? I like it when people send us questions. If you have questions, you should send them our way. You will see a little email link somewhere on whatever page that this is hosted on, you should you should send us. You know what, man? Max.dropout at gmail.com. Send me some fucking questions, assholes. Um, so, um, one question that I recently got was, what, as a promoter, as one of the guys running the shows... I gotta stop this real quick. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, did you know I gotta I gotta I gotta razz this guy a bit on the air. Did you know that Felix you know Felix, remember Felix? Mm -hmm. Did you know that he did not know that I was one of the owners of the company? <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys, hey guess what? Me, oh, Max Meehan. Oh, I am one of the owners of the company. That's that's pretty impressive though, because that means that he wasn't kissing your ass because he thought that it would help him get on. He was just kissing your ass to kiss your ass. That, he knew I was the booker. So, yeah, but still, yeah, that is really impressive now that I think about it. Maybe Felix is just a nice guy. Just, I'm just a big asshole. I don't know. But holy shit. Anyway, so the, the, one, of the, one of the first questions I got was, um, what is the most stressful part of uh, the show for you on show day, Biz? Legit. Like, it's the roll call of who's here and who hasn't showed up to the building yet and where are they and what's causing them not to be at the building. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think, for me... I'm nervous and feeling fucked up. Cause to me, the thing is, is that I think we can ha I can I can handle any any episode where somebody isn't there. You know, it's 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 hard, it's tough, but you know, you get through it. I'm nervous until I see the line forming out the door. That's that's to me when I feel yeah. like I take this. I see the I see the fans lined up, and I go, Ooh, okay, you yeah. know, because you know, hey man, if someone isn't there, I don't gotta fucking pay him. <laughs> but, but until I, I feel comfortable that, there, that there's money coming in through the door, I'm, I'm nervous. That's a good point, yeah. 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 Anyway, 
that's that's one of my uh, that's I, one of my. I guess that point takes place after the first one, but yeah, that is because yeah, if if nobody's showing up, it's there's gonna be some hard conversations had, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see, any other questions? No, no other questions. Y'all are slacking. Anyway, S- send them in. Yes, and the clowns. Anyway, Battle Dreams. I have no I think I just came up with this name because I really love Battle Wars. And I wanted to come up with something, like some twist, some variation. I think even leading up to this, we talked about potentially doing some weird crossover event with another promotion, but it just didn't work. And it wasn't going to be, actually, that is for certain a thing, but it wasn't going to be uh, Chikara. I, yeah. I don't remember what promotion it was going to be. It was going to be another promotion. I think it was like a, a weird Canadian promotion. You're right. It was Smash. Yeah, Smash. In Canada. Yeah, we were going to do Smash. It didn't work out. Yeah, we were going to do something with... Uh, uh, the player Uno and Dos, right? Like we were gonna do something really crazy, but it just didn't it didn't happen like we wanted it to. But anyway, there were a lot of changes uh, leading up to this show, and a lot of things kind of uh, occurred uh, uh, occurred like in terms of just people getting hurt. I know Andy Dalton was injured. Yeah, Andy's the big one here, right? Mm-hmm. That's the match everybody wants to see. <laughs> That's the match. I'm, I'm no selling like Hogan versus Vagrant. Yeah, Vagan it's going to be it's going to be horrible, but it's going <laughs> to be how this company ends. Right. Um. Anyway, you got your card up, Biz. You know what you're doing. I have now? my card. I've, okay. I've done my Menzer uh, fucking this, paper shuffle. This is the quality that our listeners anticipate <laughs> on a weekly basis. The bickering. That's why they're here. The bickering. It's not the love. It's. Hey, we we have love for like forty episodes. Petty squabbling, yeah. The the, the honeymoon is over. <laughs> Speaking of honeymoon, yeah, another one's over. So holy shit. Okay, so we launched into battle dreams. I don't really have like I don't really have like a. There's some shit on this card that's phenomenal, and then there's some shit on this card that's just kind of like there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think this is one of those matches that's just kind of there, and it's kind of a bummer. I think we anticipated a lot more out of this with Aaron Solo versus Rex Andrews as our opener. We've had we had a lot of matches where we were like, hmm, both these guys are pretty solid. Let's throw them in an opener and see how they do. And I think the thing here was that no matter how I explained this to these two guys, they still fucking wrestled it like an opening match. It, I mean, and this is um, this is us taking another shot at Aaron Solo, right? Um, we were trying, trying to build him at this point because, you know. Yeah. I, in hindsight, I mean, I almost wish we had just put Rex Andrews over here. Yeah. You know? So we're bringing Aaron in. We're giving him a strong win right off the bat. We're, you know, the whole thing was like, hey, just let him go be fucking, you know, Minoru Suzuki. And, and beat the fuck out of people, right? Yeah. Like, okay. So now we put him with somebody that he can do that. And that's not exactly what, it's not what, what we got. What showed up in the ring. No, it's kind of a low. It feels like an opener, and uh, but I I I still feel like on paper, looking at these two guys, this should have been this should have caught fire. It should have been big. I thought we would have gotten uh, Rex. I really wanted him to just go nuts out there, um, and I really wanted to build to something. I had some stuff in my mind, but this is just one of those things where you the experiment just kind of. Falls flat. Now it's not a bad match, but it's definitely not the the madhouse that I want to throw it in people's faces at the start of the of the show. Uh, anyway, from here, 
this is just an awkward episode to start. And this is this is this is feeling off. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm drinking coffee. Are you all hy- hyped up? I don't drink caffeinated. Coffee. Yeah, no, I'm not caffeinated. I'm just tired. It's been a rough weekend, man. I'm going through a divorce. What do you want? Anyway. Sunshine and rainbows, brother. Come on. Uh, I'm just, Everything's great. Yeah. Everything's special. Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> so You motherfuckers got me singing. I hate singing. Yeah, no, me too. Um, especially when you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, here we are. Uh, show day. We get this kind of clunkers uh, match right out of the gate. That just it, it makes me feel off looking at it. I feel off today. There's a synergy here. There's a synergy here, this. But then we go, okay, so then we go into this thing, um, the Inspire Pro Twin Dragon Connection title match, where... Uh, so initially we had planned to do this thing, right, where we had Steve-O win this opportunity to have a shot at, uh, at the uh, at the Heavy Hearts um, uh, and their titles, and he was going to do it with the Lawless Darkness played by Andy Dalton, uh, and it was supposed to be them sort of having to congeal in spite of the fact that they don't get along. Because it's a title, you figure that it should be treated as just an opportunity to actually put a feather in your cap, you know? Anyway, Andy winds up getting injured, and so we have to figure out a way to fix this. And um, so what we do here is, this is maybe a little bit too wink, wink, nod, nod behind the scenes. We we bring in we bring in someone who has uh, foremost uh, synonymously been affiliated with ACW, and um, we bring in Angel Blue. Now a lot of people don't know this necessarily, but Angel Blue is the mother of Andy Dalton's child, and she also has been has has she had a relationship with Stevo at some point too. So there's this kind of like, like I said, wink, wink, nod, yeah. nod, look behind the curtain kind of thing going on here. Angel, too, though, I got to say this. She's one of these people, she gets heat like no one else. Yeah. And she busts her ass. Yeah. It had matured a great deal yeah, she at had. this point. And it was it was one of those deals where we, we hadn't used her because of the heat. But it was like, it, 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 we got to the point where it was really, the heat was gone behind the scenes yeah it was no fault of her own right yeah and, and it was just a cool opportunity to get the chance to work with her who we like to rebuild bridges yeah we like to be the healing saddle <laughs> that brings people back together and and what's funny is that so we bring in angel and man andy had a lot of trepidation he thought yeah. he was just like yeah well if she starts acting funny yeah one of us has got to go you know it, and um, I will say though, the, the wink, wink, nudge, nudge to it, the, it was there. But yeah. they had also done this in other companies around that's town. They had thing. done this in sabotage. Yeah, and, Angel and Andy had had a match in sabotage, mm-hmm. and I think that's what kind of made us feel like that this was going to be okay. But then Andy kind of came at us on from the shelf, screaming down at us, you know, yeah, this is a bad idea. But at that point, I was just like, man, stop being a fucking bitch and get over it you know it's like i understand you got heat but you did you did you do this in sabotage you can get along you can't do it here yeah you know we needed a fix i think it was pretty last minute too and i love i believe one week yeah anyway angel didn't angel got she was allowed the lawless darkness ability for the Mm -hmm. match i believe but she didn't quite understand it so it was something that i even though this is this there are a few things here where i'm explaining things to people and it's just nobody's really 
nobody's really picking shit up. It's one of those. It's like I'm like I'm like fucking Candace and fucking Carnival of Souls over here. I keep fucking like talking, but I've slipped into the ether I, for a moment. Nobody hears me. It's, yeah, but how it was used in the match I thought was fairly good where she like slowly discovers that she can do it yeah. and then at the end goes wait I can do what? Yeah. No fuck these guys right? Yeah like, the, and the crowd is like screaming at yeah. her so she has this really great like uh, uh, energy with the crowd where they're, they're yelling you can do this you can she's like what? Um, but also that was that was uh, that that was real. <laughs> because at one point I'm standing there going, you can cheat, you know? You're like, I'm actually, as the owner, standing out there. And she's like, oh, you know, that was real. That wasn't a work. It was cute. But it, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. So the hearts drop the belt here. belts here. Um, Steve-O and Angel become, you know, the twin dragon champions. Steve-O is really not feeling it. So, you know, it's an underwhelming moment, it feels like, uh, behind the scenes, even though I think this is something really interesting and exciting. There's this idea where, you know, Andy's going to have to come back and we're going to do a bunch of interesting stuff where Angel and Andy wrestle for the belt. And I think the plan was that Angel was going to drop the belt to Andy, forcing Steve and Andy to actually congeal and putting us back on page one with this angle, you know? Um... And the heavy hearts over here. There's there's tension, brother. Yeah, we this is where we plant the seeds for the heavy hearts explode. No uh <laughs> yeah. no uh innuendo there. None whatsoever, sir. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um but yeah, there's a title change here and for what it, I, I think you know like when when you go to a show and you see some some like fucking shredder on the guitar just like kicking ass and the band is like on point and you go up and you go like man that was amazing and then the band goes oh that fucking sucked yeah it's because like i'm so married to it and so invested in it a lot of the times i'll 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 just sit there and kind of beat myself up over the points that don't come off but the crowd loves it this was uh the thing that the crowd really loved they ate it up and uh I kind of wish this. I kind of wish this was how we had started the show. Uh, yeah. In retrospect. Yeah. But you know, hey man, hindsight. Anyway, from there we come to a point in the show where uh, it's like a five-way, and in some ways this is an interesting kind of like tryout for some other guys, and um, this is also used as a springboard for something very interesting. Um, I think this is also something where I'm like thinking, well, we have Angel, we have Steve. We're going to need more tag teams, and we're really short on them at this point. And so I'm like, eh, you know, we've got Ashton, we've got T-Ray. Let, let's maybe, and, 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 and at this point, it's like Cherry. Cherry can dance. Thunder can dance. They've got this chemistry. And we really use this five-way to not only, like, kind of feel out Baby D. We're looking at Cam Cole here of The Cool, whom I love. We got to see Shane Saber, who is, like, he's Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah. D- drove down with Cody Lane. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, Cody was working up there at another promotion. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is really used as a, as a way to tease and launch the Cherry Thunder uh, tag team, which is a lot of fun, man. Yep. The, 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 the crowd really ate that up. But this is a fun match. It's, um, the spirit of this is just, you know. Yeah. We also get the, uh, the start of like the Cam Cole, Baby D interactions, yeah. which, which would lead to a, a nice little, little short term feud here. Yeah. I really liked the idea of, uh, Baby D kind of chasing Cam Cole, like Pepe Le Pew, um, you know, 
her being sort of infatuated with him, and we had some ideas for that, but again, that didn't really pan out. Um, for every for everything that we, I mean, there are like a million ideas that get trashed, tra- uh, like trashed or ash canned uh, over the over the over the course of any any card, you know. Um, you just that's and that's what really what I love about this, and I don't think anybody, just anybody, can do this, you know. A lot of this is uh, having foresight. It's building inlays, it's planting seeds, it's, and it's really, you kind of have to be on your toes creatively and you really have to have a million good ideas. Yeah. You know? So Cam, we did not really speak about, but he was in the Battle Royal at XC Gold. He was also in the, got, the 64 Gotland match yeah. and shined in both of those. Yeah, too. yeah. So we are really building towards something with Cam, but at, at the same time, we're also kind of like, what do we do here? Where are we going with this? And Cam is also at somebody at this point still kind of finding himself, I think. You know, he's uh, he's from Booker's school. Yeah. He's on reality wrestling. And, and I, I feel like over the time that we've been with him, we've really seen him grow even in that time. Cam's we'll get to somebody else like this, but Cam was one of the first people that was like, man, since uh, since I started training, one of my goals has been to work for Inspire. Yeah. And that was like the like, what? You know, that was one of those moments it's where it was like, when you hear that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We, we've been doing this fucking five years. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. You've only been training like a year. Oh, cool. OK. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. man, it's weird. Yeah. Anyway, that this was an interesting match just as a kind of like a uh, like we were feeling people out we used it to springboard uh, cherry and thunder uh, and create something unique there and uh, you know it, it it served its purpose and it was fun the crowd had fun with it uh, like I said looking at this card now I probably would have preferred to start with the uh, twin dragon match and then maybe do something a little bit more heated with Aaron and Rex and then go back into the fun of the five way you know like in retrospect, I'm looking at this card and I'm seeing things I would have done differently. But you know what? Few and far between are those moments. Anyway, from there we go into what honestly uh, people always ask me, like Max, what's your favorite match? It's impossible to say, but if I had a dark horse contender for one of my favorite matches that has ever occurred in the company, this would absolutely be it. And it's weird because I got a lot of pushback here. A lot of people were really like, "What the fuck is the point of this match?" or whatever, but. Uh, and that's people behind the scenes, yeah. not the fans. Um, people were like, so uh, what a lot of people may not know is that Ethan Price, Cody Lane, Zach, and Zach Taylor were uh, were students of ACH, and they were otherwise known as a clique uh, called Super Academia. And there's no denying that Ricky and Albert had a friendship <laughs> yeah. Here they Pretty were clear. They were, they were very very tight. <laughs> so when I put Ricky as the team captain of Super Academia, Albert and Ricky were like, "That's fucking stupid." And I'm like, "How? It's it's logical. You're buddies. Here's ACH's like click of, of students yeah. and you like going into this uh, kind of like weird grudge match against uh, fucking Maxwell Jacob Friedman here. So we have this eight man tag team match." And it's kind of like tornado style. It's pretty crazy. It's hectic. But it is one of my favorite matches that we've ever had. And here we really see T-Ray shine, man. T-Ray is great. But we also have a really great swerve here that really brings uh, Tempo's character full circle where uh, I think we had Rob Barnes up to this point. And Rob kind of fell off the face of the planet. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. But, yeah, just became unavailable for bookings. Um and we didn't hear from him. No. And so here we are 
down a man, and uh, I had been kind of pushing toward this. Uh, anyway, we announced Tempo as a member of the new movement, which is really interesting because yeah. he had previously been a member. Yeah, that's true. So, it, yeah. again, kind of full circle, kind of something interesting going. So, like, we, it's, yeah. and it's friends under corporate contract at this point. It's, it's it's the linear yeah it is new movement yeah, right? yeah. we just yeah. had to cancel the name right yeah so we so, have we have Cody we have Ethan we have Ricky and we have Zach versus uh, 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 MJF Ashton Jacobs uh, T Ray and Turtle Tempo and this is just an insanely high energy match where everybody is just nailing everybody gets their shit in but it doesn't feel awkward uh, Tempo also coming off of wrestling. Ethan Price, the, yeah, the show before. Yeah, th- there's a lot of stuff here where I feel like, you know, Ethan and Tempo are meeting again. So they have that 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 chemistry yeah. coming in from the last show, and we have Ricky and MGF coming in again. And this is just, to me, a really fun match. It's almost like, uh, like I don't know, old school, yeah. like kind of raw eight-man main event with um, a lot of stuff intersecting. I'm going to get into the nuts and bolts of it, too. Like, when else at this point would have T-Ray been able to be in the ring with with the Ricky Starks? Or, yeah, you know, you know, what I mean, or Ashton Jacobs. That's for another that thing is that Ricky and Tempo have that that interaction because back at Austin Sports Center, Ricky's return match was against Tempo. You know, yeah. so there there was that too. There was a lot going on here, a lot of playing on the history, which is one of my favorite things to do. So, and now look at T-Ray up to this point. He's been in the ring with Masada, Andy Dalton, Ricky Starks. None of those have been singles matches, but he's had a chance to learn from all those people yeah right so that's there's the storytelling and then there's the booking right that's we're developing we're helping develop these people by putting them in there with people that that have more experience than they do so you do it in creative ways like this is another good example of that yeah anyway this is hands down one of my favorite matches that we've ever hosted it's definitely in my top five I love it truly and deeply um, from here, we go into a triple threat tag team match, and uh, we're giving uh, we're get we're, we're rev- revisiting uh, Tommy and Ryan, uh, the Impact players, um, giving them another opportunity to kind of show what they do or what they have been doing up north, and it's okay. Uh, but also, we have uh, Ruben Steele and uh, was it Caballero? Yeah, the from the hybrid school at this point. Yeah, yeah. So. And they have kind of a weird black metal kind of thing going on. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. For, um, you know, for our history, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they they were a tag team from Chris Marvel's, you know, hybrid school. Uh, Ruben had been around for a while and had... had um, and he's kind of blowing up as a hardcore guy right now. Man. Yeah, like, the scene has turned to, like, exactly finally accept this guy. He's been doing that stuff for a while, right? Yeah. Kind of went back to school to relearn, you know, traditional wrestling, and was that was part of what was going on here. Um, that tag team was really fun, though. Yeah. We, we had a, a lot of fun with that. Yeah, and it really, <clears throat> it really did bring me back to, like, what we had done with uh, Greg James in the past, where yeah. we were doing that weird black metal gimmick. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I really want to do another, like, iteration of that. Um Anyway, and, uh, and we also have Gino and Massive here, um, who are coming off uh, their 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 match with Palmer and Sherry. Of course, we're doing. I think at this point in my mind, I'm trying to push tag shit as hard as I can because I'd always heard that the tag Kate event was a favorite of a lot of yeah. people. We never really quite got there, 
but we still, you know. And Gino and Mass have, have kind of been put together over the last two shows here. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, we, we've, we've got a lot of tag teams that we're working with at yeah. this point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. And from here, we go into a singles match with Ryan Davidson and Tim Storm, which is a match that I think a lot of people really wanted to see. I know that was kind of a dream match between us, too. Mm -hmm. These two uh, more traditionally grounded uh, wrestlers just kind of having a big man beat down amongst each other. It's a match I wanted to see, you wanted to see. Um, I think we had plans to do a lot more with this and do some stuff with Tim. Yeah, Tim is winding down at this point. He's yeah. restricting his uh, bookings. He's... Um, prioritizing the NWA stuff at this point. Um, but he's, you know, he wants to come back and work for us for a few select dates. And I think Ryan also has some news for us at the show. Where <laughs> this, is, this is the tour of Japan. Yeah. he's he, So we're kind of in this weird position where we kind of booked this match and we, we thought we had legs and we were going to do something kind of interesting. And really, I think what we were going for was kind of Tim doing this passing of the torch thing to Ryan and really validating him so we could give Ryan this push. I think in the back of our heads what we, what we were moving toward was this Ryan face run where he went up against MJF at some point um, but <laughs> it doesn't happen yeah. you know like I said it's always like a coconut caramba people just moving the pieces around undercover and you don't know what the hell's what or where you're going to wind up but you know when they reveal ultimately where you're at you just kind of have to roll with it so and, and this is again we're you know we're building Ryan up here so this yeah. this is a chance for the big man from the past to uh, to do the deed for the big man of the future. Yeah, we're really we're really going going in for it here. But uh, anyway, this is this is a great match. It's a double DQ, um, and it's a double DQ because we're hoping that we're going to be able to kind of revisit it. You know, yeah. this is this is honestly how you start something we're, bigger. You know? <laughs> we're starting something we expect to be able to finish the next show, but yeah. um, I think it gets kicked down two shows down. So yeah, yeah. And by that by that point, the unfortunate thing is that it has kind of cooled by that point, you know. Um, yeah, you don't you don't have the smooth transition. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, after that, after after this match, we go into uh, Delilah Doom's first defense of the undefinable title against Chris Wolf. Yeah. This is going to be your department. This uh, took Martin. this took a long time to. Uh, to make happen. Yeah. Um, so Chris Wolf was a huge part of um, stardom in Japan and a huge part of that company reaching out to the American audience. Um, so she had, I think up to this point, never been in America, you know? So this was another, you know, Chris Wolf uh, announcing, hey, on these days, I'm going to be in America. And was a chance for us to, again, grab somebody that was uh, not somebody American fans had had a chance to see a whole lot. Um, so those that don't know, uh, Chris Wolf is actually, actually from America. She... Um, had gone to Japan for her um, her career, uh, what what she does in her personal life, and had come across a Joshi match and really enjoyed it. So got into it, got into the the Stardom Dojo, did the traditional Joshi um, training in the dojo, and I mean if you've 
if you know anything about that, that's no, there's no fucking no, joke there, man. Not. This was, this was to, for me a huge feather in our cap. Yeah. Um, it was in some weird way surreal to see Chris and Delilah uh, in this match. And, and also, Delilah's. Uh, um, Delilah is just a fun character. Yeah. And both of these girls can go. And rare is it that you find someone who has a really fun, colorful, bubbly gimmick, but who can also just go. A lot of the time you find people who, who are sort of immersed in a gimmick or, or wearing a costume or something like that. They're compensating for something. And this is an, an, this is an example of two people who have these really larger-than-life personas doing some incredible wrestling as well. So you, they lay back on these great character interactions, but then they launch into these really great technical moments that make for good wrestling. Um, unfortunately, yeah. this match was marred by something that occurred uh, where Delilah sustained an injury. Yes. So there's a moment in the match where, where Chris is on the top turnbuckle and Delilah's on the outside. Um, and Chris comes down off the, the top turnbuckle. When she comes down, Delilah injures her ankle. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember if it was an actual break or if it was just, you know, but... We, this it was her out for a while. this was a situation where you know there was a hospital visit after the show. Yeah, which this is rough. Always, no matter how good the show is, when it ends that that way with somebody having to take a trip, it kind of leaves you in a, a down I, yeah, down moment. Yeah, I'm and I'm really gonna have to lean on you for um, this main event because this is one of the rare occasions where. I wasn't really clear and present for what was going on in the show because yeah. I was trying to help Delilah get out the door. We were trying to, we got her to ER, you know, and then we got her to the hotel afterward. But, uh, yeah. Un yeah. Unfortunately, I think we were both kind of, we were both back there for that. Right. So, yeah. um, and this is, you know, luckily TJ was able to, to take him to the hospital. Um, Chris went with doom. She was, she was, you know, beside herself. Distraught, man. She was, she was um, so upset. She was she was in tears. She felt awful. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, so I can say this. You know, we've had our share of, uh, of injuries occur. It, when you're doing something so physical, they're bound to happen. Yeah. But this is a very rare instance. Yeah. Uh, where this this ha this has happened, where I think we were both kind of taken out of the magic of the show. Yeah. And forced to kind of attend to this this issue because that was our priority. Obviously, the safety, the health of our workers, is our priority, right? Yeah. And it's not you know it's not community theater, right? No. So the, you know injuries do happen. Yeah. Um. You know, we we had a medic on on site. Um you know which helps but when you <clears throat> it's never good when you get to an injury that the on-site medic can't can't take care of right yeah. so and that that was the situation here so just just felt gutted that you know and then we're hosting this this person that's never been in America yeah as a wrestler right yeah yeah and, and then this is the situation you feel horrible about that as well yeah so. absolutely but yeah I mean yeah. Uh, we had we had a banger of a main event here, it, and this is a. 
this is where it's nice to be able to go okay well fuck if we have to deal with this at least at least it's these guys the people in the ring are ACH Jeff Cobb who is contracted wrestler with New Japan now and Joey Janela who was one of the first people AEW signed like to have those three um ACH picks up the victory here um this was again part of when Joey was with us before going holy shit let's get this guy on every show we can yeah uh, unfortunately he was super busy we got him the two times uh, we, we always wanted to f- to follow up uh, with another Steve-O match but um, just you know <laughs> the, the, the when, never worked when you're Joey Janela and your your calendar book's filling up man it was it was hard to pull that off yeah um, the, I mean Looking, think in your mind what you think ACH versus Jeff Cobb versus Joey Janela is, and that's pretty much what you have. You have the crazy athleticism of ACH, you have Jeff Cobb with just his ungodly, unhuman strength, and then Joey Janela that will do basically anything. <laughs> like, so yeah. it was a good mix. It is, it, it is a great list of ingredients, and uh, I think that's a match that we should probably throw up there for the folks uh, at home to enjoy. Uh, overall, though, this was. Not a perfect card. I would have rearranged some pieces, but just this is one of those things in retrospect you look back on all the pieces and how things actually wound up falling even after this event. And you kind of think, oh, what could have been? But this is a this is a great, a great fun map, just series of matches. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, uh, battle dreams. Yeah. So um, let's let's touch on on this part as well so um this was and not a huge uh moment in our our history of our company but this was the situation where we ended up uh having to let the medic that we had go because of you know behavior kind of during this situation right yeah so um you know that that's the type of stuff that doesn't get broadcast or doesn't get a headline but that's the stuff that we have to that is going on to cultivate and, you know, crop back those situations to make sure that they don't fester, right? Absolutely. So. All right. That was a, that was a quick recap. So we're going to have to try and kill some space here. And I thought this would be uh, an interesting opportunity to put the irons to Biss's feet and make him talk about something that I don't think he really wants to talk about. Um, So one of the things in the business that's always bothered me is when someone comes to me and goes, I want to do a wrestling event at this social engagement that I'm putting together. And I I hate it because it really treats what we do like a novelty. Okay. This isn't a fucking clown at a kid's party. This isn't what we do. But sometimes the people doing this shit have, you know, a lot of money. a lot of money and we can use a lot of money to subsidize what we do, you know, to a larger degree. Um, and anyway, Biss was recently approached about doing uh, a wrestling show. And this is, this just sounds like hell on earth. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a reason he didn't, he didn't, he didn't ask me to be involved with it. The exact reason that you think. Yeah. Cause I, I, that would have punched people. Yeah. Uh, so he, Biss recently put together a Lucha engagement at a fucking white bread country club. Though, wait, was it real white bread? Like, or was it, was it, was it a diverse country club? What's the deal? Cause like, why would they even ask for a Lucha show? So let, 
Let me break it down. Let me break it down, for brother. Um, th- there were multiple reasons. Obviously, you had a lot going on over the last during this time period that this wouldn't happen. Yeah, and just in case y'all y'all haven't heard or don't know, um, I'm going through divorce, so this has been an awesome pandemic for me. I mean, pandemic would have been balling if I weren't going through bullshit. But yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'm hoping that I can have all this shit sorted out so that when the next pandemic hits, I I can just have fun. Figured. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So, yes, Biz doesn't drag me into the fray of this mess because he knows that my fucking clock is wound pretty tight and I'm probably going to end up sticking a fucking toothpick in someone's throat. So, the other aspect of this is that what they wanted, um, our general roster, is not that. They were looking... So, it was a three-day golf tournament, which people are already yawning at home. Um, And this was the party, um, the after party for the tournament. Uh, the theme was coastal Mexican, um, I guess. Um, so they they wanted lucha libre. They wanted mask. Um, right now we don't have any mask luchadors on our general roster currently. Uh, Fuego Fuego is about as close as it gets. So <laughs> so here's the fun part of putting this together. They wanted two hours of entertainment. Um, it's it's the the dirty dirty thing of what we call in the business bot shows, which is where instead of selling tickets to to pay for the show, someone gives you a lump sum of money and they want certain things. So the request was two hours of entertainment, um, with uh, traditional luchadors, and the, at first uh, we turned them down. We said no, we're not the company for this. But then I realized that like. They were probably just going to go to some smucks that were going to throw a bunch of students in a, you know, random mask that they bought the flea market if uh, if we didn't do this. So, and I know that um, Prince Adam has been, you know, interested in that side of, of things. So, um, I got with Adam, who was probably the only member of our current roster that kind of fit what they were looking for besides Fico, and we started putting this thing together. Now, here's the fun thing. There was there was a a lucha show in Las Vegas, I want to say, that actually sucked up most of the people in Texas that would have like you would have used. Um, so like your ASFs, your Genos, like <clears throat> those type of of lucha type wrestlers were being taken out of the state already. So this thing was already a headache right off the bat. Um, we put together a crew. Um, of you know some some fairly talented guys and I was pretty happy with um, the group that we came up with in the end. Um, but at the very end, they cut it from like two hours to one hour, and then it becomes well, can I give you half the the, the price? Right? It's like well, no, because the ring doesn't all of a sudden become half off. That's you're only doing an hour. That's carny as shit, man. Like they really tried. You see, okay, I knew you did this. I, I had kind of an idea that you were going through this headache while I was dealing with the maelstrom of uh, litigiousness uh, and child care that is my life now. So um, also, it just it just seemed like such a bullshit thing to to have to deal with. So I was I was very, very grateful, but also hoping you'd get the most out of it. But yeah, man, I that is not the kind of behavior that you'd expect from a uh, a country club. What? In, in a way, but like also rich fucks are really good at keeping their money. Uh, I told them no, and, and we, we held firm on our price. 
which, you know, it, if it had gotten to the point where it wouldn't have been worth it to do, I would have just canceled it. You know, yeah. That's, that's, that's the other thing with these bot shows is that my number one obligation is to fans of our product, not to some random fucks. That, and, and also to the, the workers who've taken their yeah. time off to do this. Yeah. So, you know, I, I owe nothing to this country. Now, that being said, like, obviously when I was like explained, like, no, it doesn't work that way. They, you know, to me, no pushback. to me, I don't understand why their brain went to Lucha Libre for a golf tournament. I think that if anything, they should have, I mean, <clears throat> it's just another headache for them, really, if you think about it. Um, it probably was. Honestly, um, just go get a fucking mariachi band in a goddamn taco bar. You're fine. Oh, they had all that. They did. They had all. That. Oh man. They, so they had bro, a. Here's the deal. Like, all right, let's just get into it. Like, this was a very, like, private, select fucking golf club. Of course, I come to find out. So, I um I don't golf, but it's a well, well, golf is boring. I'm not going to shit on golf. No, shit on golf. Fuck it. It's boring. Golf. Mini golf is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mini golf's great. Yeah. It takes up a shitload of space, right? Uh-huh. It's a lot of fucking landmass taken up for a fucking game that is in its, like, in its name is fucking sexist. Mm-hmm. Um, just the worst fucking people. But I, I went to um, someone I knew that that golfed pretty regularly and I was like hey have you ever played this course he's like oh no like you can't get in there I'm like oh fuck I should have asked for double you know um but when we pulled up the park there's like Porsches and Ferraris and like just the parking lot is just ridiculous so we you know we walk up um to start setting up the show and it's very clear that this is a different level and we ain't fucking on it, brother. (laughs) So, um, you know, we're trying not to, you know, fucking fart in the wrong direction, you know? Um, but yeah, they, they had, um, they had everything, man. So the, they were barbecuing like shish kebabs for lunch when we came up. So we, we set up, um, just to give you an idea, right? So they had a a buffet of um, coastal Mexico, Mexican cuisine, as they called it. There was a fucking, like, a station of shrimp and oysters, right? And, like, these shrimp, like, you eat shrimp sometimes, like, oh, that's shrimp. No, you ate these shrimp, and, like, oh, that's the fucking good shrimp, like... Like, there was mass to these things that, like you don't get in your normal like you like a hand fruit be fucking one like <laughs> you know you're like holy shit and it was like you take as much as you want so and they had like they had like the taco truck they did they literally brought a fucking taco truck up there um they had like a Winnebago with fucking uh, margaritas and shit like it was everything you could think of they had the mariachi band that was playing covers of fucking pop songs wow it's like what the fuck are you you know like they get this man like oh could you play something these fucking people understand you know um me and dunbar were because <laughs> dylan dunbar came up and refereed for me oh i fully fucking carnied this shit all right yeah i i brought the leanest fucking crew possible 
Um, and quality too. Dylan Dylan's a good guy to have have around if you gotta kind of go what the fuck, right? You can say what the fuck together, and he's yeah. one of the best guys to say what the fuck to. And uh, he's become like a pretty good referee. Really? Like, yeah. Like I always laugh because he's like twice as tall as anybody else in the ring. You know, because Dunbar's a pretty tall dude, right? Um, but like has become pretty good at it, especially in this environment. Um, but we were sitting there in the back and we're like, what the, they're playing like fucking, you know, pop songs. Like what the fuck, right? So anyway, we get there, we set up, they, you know, all this other stuff is going on around. Um, we're just trying to like, you know, not upset the fucking apple cart, right? So we're setting up the ring. You guys are basically just almost like an accent there, huh? Yeah. So we're, we're setting up the ring, and um, all of a sudden, the gentleman in a, a pink, like, event shirt comes up and stands right there, and we think he's just watching us load up the ring, right? Well, you know, about 10 minutes later, here comes the fucking tournament, tournament because we're right next to one of the holes. And one of the golfers comes over. I'm like, what the fuck? His ball landed, like, right by the fucking ring. We didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we could have walked over and kicked the fucking thing. I don't know what type of violation that is or whatever. But, you know, didn't even notice until, you know, I guess this guy was guarding it. But, yeah, so we're setting up the ring. And we have to stop so it's nice and quiet so he can take his little shot um, out of bounds. You know, <laughs> on the court, right? I'm like, what the fuck? Wow, play the ball where it lies. I have to remind all these, oh, hey, it's golf. We, we have to be quiet now as we're setting up the fucking ring, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's just like, and it's it's this deal where we're just looking around going, what the fuck? And it's gorgeous. Like, don't get me wrong. It's fucking gorgeous. There's a reason, like, this fucking shit is, you know, way overpriced Austin property is way overpriced anyway but you look around and it's just it's like out of a fucking postcard right? Shangri-La you're looking around at a million dollar fucking house <clears throat> yeah it's like what the fuck so anyway we get everything basically we don't belong there no our kind doesn't belong no, there no sir because no, no matter sir. what I'm still like kind of baffled that that y'all even wound up out there with yeah. Jack's ring because Wrestling still face it has a, a fairly trashy stigma attached to it. People don't people don't think of it like we do. They think of it as being this kind of like low rent goof who, so, you know. I think we got the benefit of like of people that didn't know anything about professional wrestling outside of like Nacho Libre. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, that's a thing that's you know associated with like lucha mask being on tequila bottles is probably like a good thing for us here you know because mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah uh mexican coastal cuisine lucha right and then they just probably typed in lucha libre and we popped up you know what lucha libre austin and we popped up um so and then the lady running the event was super nice like uh, that we had to deal with super nice um you know well um took care of us got us got us water got us anything that we could use but the funny part was we get everyone there right the locker room is going to be the golf locker room right so like we we're basically waiting for the golfers to finish up so that we can then go into the locker room so they're taking forever so they end up like giving us this little side space right and i'm like uh okay cool at least we have something we go in there and the like catering in there is amazing like as many vitamin waters as you could fucking want like 
just spreads of like crackers and granola bars and like how the fuck they set this up like you know like this was like the whole let me just fucking you know set something up real quick you know amazing um so of course you have the guys in there and uh you have to you have to give the speech of okay guys like we clearly don't fucking belong here so um make sure that we behave and the other thing was like here's the deal too I'm getting this is the frat boy crowd like you know the frat boy crowd yeah this is clearly the frat boy crowd right except for with double the fucking privilege and 10 to 15 years added on of them just being that it's then later on in life bro yeah so I'm like look guys he's it's probably gonna be a combative crowd you're probably gonna have to like you're gonna get shit don't swing on it yeah right um Let's let's just get out of here without a case. These are the guys that have had multiple cases of affluenza. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So were there any problems? So, um, as we're setting up, as they come by in the golf carts, right? They make those like I'm going to use a, a term that that's uh, sort of like the microaggressions, right? Yeah. Like they come by and they're like, "Oh, is it MMA tonight? You know? Yeah. Oh, is it?" Is it midget wrestling, right? And it's just shit like that where you're like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. So I came to learn that they didn't tell them what was going to happen in the ring. It was like supposed to be the surprise, but no one told us. So we're just doing our thing, right? So they were like speculating that the golfers were going to get in there and like fight each other. Wow. So like the golfers' wives are very worried that like this was a bad idea and their husbands were going to like tear their ACL or something. <laughs> that they were going to have to like spend time with them and stuff. So they were very concerned, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So when we finally, you know, we finally come come out, um, we had someone that kind of was there to curate and uh, to guide people through what the fuck it was that they were seeing because... I had pretty much put together that they weren't going to know what the fuck was going on, right? Um, so, you know, we we, uh, we do this spiel, we tell them what Lucha Libre is, and they're sort of they're sort of interested. They're looking our way, um, and we put the first match on. And five minutes into it, these guys are are back in their little social circles, you know, like they're checked out, like they. They didn't come for a fucking wrestling show. They came for a golf fucking social event, right? Uh, they are not going to. They're not going to engage in the event. It's almost like they're too cool to fucking be part of it, right? Um, so, the, and the guys are beating the shit out of each other because the one thing I told them is I was like, "Look, these guys are probably going to be the. This is all fake and phony shit. So make sure you lay it in." <laughs> so the event coordinator comes up to me and she's like. They're really fucking hitting each other. Like that that he really hit him. I'm like, yeah, that's that's wrestling lady. Like this is what you paid for. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so the second match we do a traditional two out of three falls lucha tag match. Okay, because this is my this is I'm trying to soak up time, right? So this is a good way that I can Wait, did they still only want an hour? They wanted an hour, yeah. They did so even though what did you have to cut? I ended up... Because um, you were yeah. planning on doing two hours initially, right? Yeah, I was going to do all two out of three falls. Okay. Um, so I cut the two out of three stipulation falls stipulation for two of the matches. That comes back into play later. Um, 
So this is the first, like, where they're going to have to understand Lucha rules. So they go out there. They have a really good two out of three falls match, right? But, like, the crowd's not into it. And the heels are trying to get the crowd into it. And what they're saying is not, like... There's, there's, they're yelling out like, like communist propaganda type stuff, um, <laughs> which is hilarious to me. Like, and Dunbar's cracking up. I think Dunbar even like leaned over and was like, "Hey, brother, you're popping me, but you ain't fucking popping them." Like, you know. <laughs> um, so I come up to the ring at one point. I'm like, "Hey, just fucking cut it. Like, you, you're not getting the heat, and you're gonna end up saying something that some fucking blue hair is gonna go bitch about, and we're gonna have to deal with this." Um, so. You know, that match happened. How do you how do you heal on that crowd? I thought it was a good idea to be like, um, "Fuck you! You built your well on the back of the labor." <laughs> you know, like. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like I feel like a lot of things that you would say to be heel would get you over yeah. <laughs> with this crowd. Like you can't be like pro Trump in front of a country club yeah. audience because they're going to go fuck yeah, build that wall. But, and, and that's the issue. Like I, I have a real. Like, <laughs> Like, to a certain extent, the heel should think that they're right. But, like, when I fundamentally agree with some of the things that the heel is saying, it starts to bother me. So maybe I was the fucking prude, right? But I'm like, oh, fuck. To be like, yeah, socialized medicine. Boo. <laughs> like, here's the deal. Like, <laughs> like, these are fucks that are so rich, right? That no matter what you say, they're... They just wave their hand like, I'm still going home to a fucking mansion. Like, what the fuck do I care what this little peasant has to say, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, we're we're basically fucking there to, uh, you feel kind of like a whore a little bit. Because you're basically there just to hop on one foot and jump through the hoop and fucking entertain the fucking people. But at the end of the day, you take that you take that money and you uh, get I'm, everybody paid I'm and a you. Good whore, right? Yeah, yeah. So. But you, ultimately, you're doing this for the the good of inspire, <laughs> and that's why I think it's really important that we talk about this because these are the dumb little things <laughs> that you have to do sometimes to keep the ball fucking rolling. And we're definitely we're definitely in this point where like you know the pandemic has stretched on, but we see a light at the end of the tunnel. We're eager to come back. You know, we're paying for certain things already leading into the show. Uh, uh, for most people unaware, uh, you know, we have titleized or given the title treatment to Lawless Darkness. So we've paid for a title belt. Belts are not cheap. Um, we're trying to get money together for a building. We're basically trying to prepay for stuff so we can, like, come back. These are the things that we have to do. We're also, like, down a man. It's just it's just Biss and I at this point, right? And we're both kind of schmucks financially. <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah, so we get to the main event, and I'm, I'm kind of keeping the the rest of the card kind of secretive, but I, I will tell you the main event was uh, Prince Adam versus Pistolero, and they get out there, and uh, I think Dunbar made the audible that was like, okay, go brawl in the crowd, okay, so they go out in the crowd, and it's a beautiful thing, right? I had to play. Uh, so here's the thing that you do as a promoter sometimes for the building, right? Sometimes you know exactly what's happening and you know that it's going to piss people off. So you have to like pretend to be the concerned, angry promoter. Oh, I've seen, I've seen this. I know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So, you know, I come out, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and they're like, it's out of control. Yeah. Get, get in the fucking ring, get in the ring. But all the time I'm like, fuck yes, this is what we needed. Go, go take your shit to their fucking desk. What happened? How did they respond? They, they got into it. They got yeah. into it. Um, 
Pistolero and Adam also had the, the golfer wives interested because Pistolero is a good looking dude. Well, there you go. So, so we had kind of that. <laughs> you know, we had that going on. But here's the deal. So they get they get in and we started 20 minutes early because they were like, look, it's um, they're kind of winding down. Let's go ahead and get you guys out there. So we get to this and we've only taken up like 50 minutes. I'm like, I, I don't have the check in hand yet, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna be fucking weird. So we get to the final fall and I'm coming up with ways to fucking do it, right? So this is this is where it's good too because I, I'm clearly rusty uh -huh. you know, on things that I wouldn't think, right? Ah, so like, yeah, this is the first yeah. time you've done a show in a while, right? So I send somebody in the ring and I go, tell Adam we need 10 minutes you know, I'll send, I'm going to send the baby faces to kind of do, I figure we can do a promo for 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Shit, this a big, like, curtain call, because I figure these fucks have probably seen theater, you know? So, I'm also, <laughs> like, framing it. I'm not framing this for a wrestling crowd. I'm framing this for what I want them to think that we are, right? Yeah. So, so somebody goes and they go, hey, we need 10 more minutes. But they don't say, hey, the promo thing. So, Adam calls Twistolero out for a second fall. You know, and they start fucking going into a second fall. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, so we get through it. They get through the end of their second fall and we've hit our fucking hour. Right. Uh -huh. So now I send the, I, we announce a draw, which is the last thing you ever want at the end of a fucking show. Right. You don't want to send people home on, well, it's a draw, like, especially their first time seeing it. But here's the thing. These we ain't getting fans at least fucked. Right? No, these guys are not engaged. So okay, it's a draw. We send the baby faces, big curtain call, fucking uh. Y'all, y'all basically at this point are basically like the guy at Benihana just <laughs> chopping up fucking fish, right? You're just kind of like a part of the spectacle. Yep. It's not they're not they're not there for you. Like I said, you're just kind of like a sprig of rosemary on the fillet. They didn't leave the house going, man. I can't wait to see this lucha libre. Yeah, they weren't even going. And wrestling? Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. You know, yeah. So we get to the very end. We do the curtain call. We get out of there. The staff is happy. Um, so, you know, that's good. So the, the guys get to the back. We take care of all the things that need to be taken care of there. Then we get free reign on the buffet, right? Which is awesome. Sick. So you got wrestlers, right? Mm -hmm. And I told you this buffet. It's like fucking shrimp and oysters. It's like fucking um, all like a fucking pickup truck, like that you would think of like a Mexican pickup truck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bed of that just full with chips and salsa. Wow. Like the, um, there was like these uh like fucking um, filet mignons, right? Like. Fucking fajitas, um, and they had like really fancy. Y'all, y'all destroy that? Oh, you know the boys did, right? Yeah. So, street corn, like any like thing you would think of with but, Mexican. But yeah. did they have horchata? They did. Oh they my god! Did, okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> See now I'm regretting it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> horchata was probably worth it. So the boys tear that up. So. Then they're literally like it comes time. We we can't tear down until like they exit the people out of the party. So we're literally just sitting there. Um, they had like wine and beer and shit. So the boys are drinking, right? 
<laughs> tearing up this buffet. And finally, like 10, 10, 15 comes and we can start tearing down the ring. So they start tearing down the ring. And, um, you know, the, the boys are the boys. So, like, they're usually, like, there are horchata glasses there, right? And the guy comes and grabs it. He's like, oh, I'm still drinking that. He's like, you can get another one. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, hmm. Right? So they help us tear down. Well, at one point, to exit, you have to go through, like, this service road that is not big enough for Jack's trailer, mm-hmm. right? So there is a Spanish oak, right? On oh, no. In between, like, the building is on one side of the road, and the Spanish oak is growing up through the other one. So he's coming down, and he doesn't cut quite right, because, like, there's golf carts in the fucking way, of course. And here we go, fucking branch into the fucking trailer. I don't think this is a good time to actually talk about Jack. Okay, <laughs> um, if you don't, if you don't know Jack, uh, you don't know Jack. Uh, Jack is the guy with his family who brings the ring to most of the Texas shows that, that occur. Most of the Texas shows of note. Yeah. Okay. I'm not talking about some asshole kid in fucking San Antonio who's uh, cornying wrestlers into wrestling on his trampoline. Uh, that happened recently, by the way. Um, that sounds about right. Usually <laughs> happens in Dallas, but it yeah. can happen anywhere. Yeah. Um, this happened in Uvalde, actually. Um, this kid, this 13-year-old kid, actually contacted a bunch of wrestlers uh, via his mother and actually booked a show that was going to occur on his trampoline. And unfortunately, uh, no one really caught wind of this until the trampoline tore and the kid posted photos of it on the U, uh, the UVW uh, fucking page. And it was just this trampoline that's ripped on the side. And he said, guys, the company's on hiatus for the time being until I can and save up for a new net <laughs> and, <all. laughs> and people were like wow okay because there were a lot of guys who fucking confirmed for this show but anyway can i tell you I'll, sure go ahead go ahead that reminds me of my favorite fucking story like this so um there was a um what the fuck was the minnesota territory um a awa <clears throat> So long after AWA is dead, right, they kind of did the same thing with the NWA where there was like AWA affiliates, right? So there was one that was apparently in San Antonio, right? And they booked a whole show. They brought in fucking Carino because he was the AWA champion at the time for whatever fucking reason. He was like king of the Indies right after ECW had gone away. Fucking the ring was four mattresses. Wow. Backyard. So they show up, right? And uh, a lot of people just go, I'm the fuck out of here, right? Uh So Jacob Ladder wrestles Steve Carino in some kid's backyard for the the AWA. Why did did they do this? Did they just think it was funny? I mean, like. like, Carino at this point has probably been flown in. Yeah. It's like, fuck, I'm here, right? Wow. My payday. Um, Ladder did it apparently for the prestige of wrestling for Steve Carino. Okay. Steve Carino, right? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you know, like apparently half the roster just showed up and went, "God, I'm the fuck out of here." Okay. Well, we got to go back to where we, so we don't like spin out, of, spin out, spiral out of control here. Jack is a is a class act. 
his ring is great. There's a reason why a lot of people use him. You know, his family and he set up. Of course, you rely on the help of the young boys and, and you know, any other wrestler that wants to help him. A lot of people help Jack just because they love Jack. But, but Jack is kind of this older, curmudgeonly guy with a big white beard. And I can kind of like hear him going, God dang it! Just give him a god dang trailer! I can hear him doing yeah. this. Is that accurate? That's about There were more <laughs> F-bombs. He dropped about 15 and Oh, fuck, fuck, man, my trailer. Oh, God dang it. Because he doesn't say, he doesn't say, this is so funny, because he's he's more of like a conservative guy. I've never heard him say, God damn it, but I've heard him say, God dang it. He never says, gosh, damn it. He says, God dang it. Um, Oh, yeah, anyway. um, Yeah, dude, so... Uh, it sounds like an experience. Yeah. Um, that's how, and, but at the end of the day, man. Here, here's the most important part of the story, folks. The cash checked. Yeah. The, the check cashed. Yeah. And the cash checked. Checked, yes. Out. So how many more of these we got to do until we can come back? <laughs> I think three more. So if you know any golf courses and near us. Inspire AD, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you, you, you set up the mattresses. We'll come to your kid's party. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, yeah, man. Um, we're winding down. We're, we're approaching our, our, our final stretch of shows on this, and we don't know what we're going to do. But um, we've had a lot of people sending us questions over the last uh, week, and we're grateful for that. But um, we'll, we'll answer some of those when we come back for our next episode. So won't you join us? And until then, enjoy life while you can. Four. <laughs> <laughs>